Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello and welcome to The Living Room. My name is Christy and I'm your host for our show today. Joining me as co-host is the lovely Kate. Also (laughs) gracing us with their presence today are two lovely little babies as well as Michelle, Jody, Heather, and Jana. Great. So today's show is a sensitive one. I know that a lot of our listeners listen to this while you're working out or while you're doing laundry. And as you're going about your daily life here, I'm going to say this word. And it is forgiveness. I know that that brings up emotions. Uh, For some people, it could bring up good feelings. For some people, it can be a trigger word as far as what does forgiveness mean? Do I need to seek it? Do I need to grant it? What does that look like? Is forgiveness an attribute or something you attain? Is it easy? Is it quick? Is it definable? Today we're going to listen to stories of forgiveness. It is our hope that within this conversation, you will feel that forgiveness is possible and that in that there is hope. Desmond Tutu has said, forgiving and being reconciled to our enemies or our loved ones are not about pretending that things are other than they are. It is not about patting one another on the back and turning a blind eye to the wrong. True reconciliation exposes the awfulness, the abuse, the hurt, the truth. It could even sometimes make things worse. It is a risky undertaking, but in the end, it is worthwhile because only an honest confrontation with reality can bring healing. Superficial reconciliation can only bring about superficial healing. We wanted to start our conversation today by saying that forgiveness is not something that happens quickly for a lot of people. It's a process. And as you learn to practice that process, you can become better at it and it can can become a faster process. But we just want you to give yourself some living room for whatever part of the process you are in. For very many years, I thought forgiveness meant I say, I forgive, and then we brush all the truth and all the story under the rug, and then we go on with life. And I learned the hard way that that isn't how it happens. So Kate, why don't you start and share a story with us about forgiveness? So I think for me, um, I this one stands out in my mind. Probably I think the ones that stand out in my mind are the people that you love the most and because you, you mm-hmm. assume people you love the most shouldn't hurt you. And you know, of course, that's not true because we ourselves have done that to people we love the most. But mine would be um, a close friend of mine when when I've mentioned this so many times, but my husband and I were going through the financial thing and, and it was a time that I needed people the most and it it became increasingly more um, clear to me that I was getting less and less people during that time because it was awkward for people to talk about or they didn't know what to say anyway. And, and then a lot of times people um, didn't realize that they'd become very judgmental. I don't understand why your husband can't find a job. I don't understand why this isn't fixed. Why after years go by, you know, what are you doing? And, and I think as loved ones, we do that because we hate so badly that somebody 
you're struggling, you want to fix it, but you don't realize when you're saying that how hurtful that can be. And that was the case. And so um, a lot of times when I would talk to my, my friend, that was what I would hear. And now I can recognize the love in that and that she was frustrated because I was hurting. Then all I, I hated it. It was, it was harmful at her. And, and of course she didn't mean for it to be that way, but, but it did hurt. And I finally had to stop talking for like a year. I, we couldn't, I couldn't talk to her and because it just hurt so badly. And, and I remember years later and we were just talking and, and it was fine again. And, and I remember her just saying out of the blue and, I was not a good friend to you, and I'm so sorry. And that was all it took. And we didn't have to rehash what had happened, what she had said, how I had felt, nothing. It was just the acknowledgement, I was not there for you. And I didn't also go, no, 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 it was no big deal, it was fine. I just said thank you so much, because it was a big deal. It was hard. And I realized in those words, A, everything was fine for us. It doesn't always happen that way, but for us, it was fine. Everything was forgotten in that moment, because she acknowledged it, and I was able to say thank you. I think with forgiveness, I think the first thing you said that's so important is this feeling that it has to be quick, and that forgiveness is, is easy, and once it's done, it's over. And I think it's okay to accept the fact that forgiveness often not only takes a lot of time, but that sometimes it has to be done over and over, even with the same situation and the same person. Oh, that's true. Right? It, yeah. It's not always just a, a one-hit wonder, and it's like, oh, yep, today, forgiven, we're good. You know, two weeks later, it could take some more forgiving. And two years later, it could take a little bit more forgiving. And sometimes that's the process. The process can, can take time. And it's okay to allow us that. Yeah, One of the life-changing experiences I had along those lines, Heather, was a time when I was sitting in a, a church meeting and I heard a woman who I really respect say, there's a scripture that tells us that we need to forgive how many times? 70 times 7. It's Matthew 18, 21 through 22. And it says, uh, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. And so many times we think that that means we forgive different offenses or we forgive someone that many times for different things. But what if it's the same thing? Absolutely. What if it is the same offense that you have to forgive 70 times seven and it comes up for you that many times and go through the process? Well, it happens I love sometimes that. like that in marriage, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? It's the same argument. Yeah, always, yeah. And I'm sure I'm doing it too, you know? Yeah. No, I, th I do think that it's those, that's where, that's where you see that the most, I think. In, in other relationships, those big forgiving things, sometimes maybe not so much, but yeah. Well, and it's really, I mean, in, in marriage, it makes me think of the 80-20 rule, yes. which is the fact that 80% of our of our forgiveness, argument struggles, only comes from 20% of the issues, right? Oh, yeah. So we're constantly rehashing. We're constantly forgiving. We're constantly, because we're human. We, we are, and we make those mistakes. And even if we're trying to do better, especially our weaknesses, they take time to become strong. And so naturally in marriages, it's it's a process to forgive and to let go. Or in close friendships. I think it's the same yeah. way. Yeah. So I want to pose the question, when is a time where forgiveness has been difficult for you? And how were you able to overcome that? I have a couple. Um, I'll share. I had somebody stab me in the back at work. 
And for the longest time, I didn't say anything. I tried to smooth things over, tried to serve and help. But I realized that every time I'd get an email with this person's name on it, I would just bristle inside. That feeling. Yes. Yes. It went on for like a year. And I realized, you know what, this is not okay. I can't let my heart keep doing that. And I really did have to go through a process and it took some very serious time and I and it was all me. I, I didn't expect anything from her. I just realized that this was something that at this point, after this long, letting my heart bristle that much, it was my issue. And I just had to work through moving on in my own way. And I can say honestly now, this person is a friend. I genuinely respect her. Um, I may have my guard up a little because I've seen what's happened in the past, but I honestly consider her a friend, and I feel like our, our relationship is very congenial. But it did take time. Yes. So what do you think the most healing part of that process where you described that you realized it was your issue, you still had to go through that and feel your feelings and deal with them. So what specifically did you do that helped you to heal the most? Honestly, I think the realization is sometimes the biggest thing, realizing when your heart is in that place that it's become your issue and not theirs anymore. And then... I really think that was the biggest thing for me. And then you can say, creating me a clean heart. Right. Go ahead, Anna. Well, I was just going to say, for me, and, and I was taught this principle, but then actually having to live it was very different, right? When you're really wronged, the wrong that just, that destroys yeah. you, right? Not and, the surface wrong. Right. When you really have to, to learn what forgiveness is. And before I met my husband, I was in a serious relationship that turned abusive. Oh. And I don't talk about it very much, but... I remember very clearly being done being done with that. Once it went from emotional to physical, I, I didn't see it until then. And by the time I saw it and stepped away, I, I didn't even know who I was looking at. I, I would look in a mirror and I was a shell. There was nothing left, nothing. And I remember clearly thinking, this is destroying me. And thinking, you know, it's already taken so much of me. I can't, I can't let this keep going. What What does it take to heal from this? And to be honest, and I use this now really on a regular basis. The thing that allowed forgiveness to take place was when I asked myself, what must it be like to be him? Yeah. And you know, it's hard because it's like, wait a second. I, I don't, I don't want to feel empathy or sim. I don't want to feel those things towards them. He was wrong. The, this situation, you know, it's really hard, no matter who you talk to, for someone to come back and say, oh, you know what? You brought that on that hit that was, you know, or that, that, what he said, that was your fault. There's no excuse for that. But to be honest, I thought, and it hit me one day, what must it like to be, what must it be like to be him? And it was in that instant that I forgave. In that instant, I was able to see, my goodness, what pain must someone be in to treat another human being the way that, that I've been treated? What pain? And if you think about that, you can actually use it. And I know because I do whether it's surface or deep, what must it be like to be them? And and I use it in marriage and I use it with my kids and I use it with the neighbors and I, mm-hmm. everywhere. That's fascinating because mm-hmm. that's the process that I went through, but slightly different. I asked God to show me, how do you see her? Because I see her as hurtful and right. addictive. <laughs> right. How do you see her? And backstabbing. And, and, yes. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then... 
God showed me a completely different side of this person, and that really helped me change my heart. That's beautiful. Um, in his book, the book of forgiving, the fourfold path to forgiveness, Desmond Tutu talks about this very principle and about how when atrocities happen to us, we are tempted to turn those people into monsters Absolutely. and to say, yes. you're a monster. You, you did this because you're a monster. You abused me because you're a monster. You hurt me because you're a monster. But in that, we take away their accountability. It is only when we see the humanity of our abusers, mm -hmm. the humanity of those who have hurt us, and their potential to be holy can we truly hold them accountable for what they've done? Well, because a monster isn't accountable. Absolutely. No, and we objectify right. them, right? That's Once incredible. we turn them into objects, right. we no longer have the mental ability. We close off our brain's ability, literally, <sighs> chemically, to see them as anything but that object, that monster, with, with no feelings and no anything. And so not only is there not accountability, but there's no ability for us to recognize the need to forgive because they're not a person anymore that exactly. we need to forgive. And I have to say that chapter of this book that we're talking about, um, I had to reread it several times over six weeks to accept that concept as truth into my heart because it is that is how I got along for so many years is turning you know the person who I felt I needed to forgive into a monster but wow what happens when we can see humanity in them and I'm not saying that this and is easy I don't want you to be sitting there at your home going well easy for you to say you haven't experienced this 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 mm -hmm. and this no well, it's hard it's really really yeah. hard well, well, I like to look yeah. at it as you're on the other side of the wall with that one in particular yeah. person oh, yeah. and I like to think of forgiveness as brick by brick you take the brick down so that you can see each other that is reconciliation and I want to define the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation because in the quote that you shared Christy it refers to the word reconciliation this is a powerful life-changing word that when you at least for me when I when that light bulb went on and I thought I thought I understood forgiveness oh my goodness there's there's many parts to it but to get if I want to go to Italy I've got to do all the work and I got to get on the plane and I've got to fly there or I've got to get on the ship Reconciliation is truly that plane ride, that ship ride. Mm -hmm. Reconciliation, to reconcile, means to find a way of making two different ideas or facts exist or to be true at the same time. So you and the person that you are angry with, you have to be the same to have true reconciliation. The humanity is what makes us the same. It's that common ground, right? Yeah, it's, so it's you're taking, we share. You're, you share it and you see them. And Heather said that so beautiful that all of a sudden it was like, you know, I see that. But it's taking the wall down brick by brick, brick by brick, to where you can stand in front of that person and be reconciled and say, I get you. Yeah. You get me. We're together. That's not always going to happen, but that can happen. If you do the work, forgiveness is, is not as simple as it sounds. Yes. I have an example of reconciliation that I think is pretty powerful. We were on a family vacation one time and big extended family, like cousins, everybody. And we had um, kind of a falling out with my husband's parents and we got a real dressing down from that. And it was pretty brutal. And I remember we both decided that night that we were just going to slip away. We weren't going to say goodbye to anyone. We got in our car and we drove all the way back to California and left them a note and said, 
kind of, you know, we don't feel welcome here and we're leaving. I know that makes me feel bad just hearing it. But I would have done the same thing. Right. It was Mm -hmm. awful. And so, so we went home and, and went on with our lives. Well, my in-laws found the note and were heart sick. Yeah. And they could have said, oh, what ungrateful kids. I'm going to tear up this note right they could have responded really angrily instead what they did was they flew down to california invited us to stay in a room with them down there they came to us this was such a huge gesture and said this is where we were coming from we're so sorry they allowed us and listened to all the things we were feeling and why that was hurtful and it was so easy to forgive when they went the distance. And it taught me a lot about what I might be able to do to help someone else reconcile something. And I, I think that reconciliation is the part, but that's the bigger part. That's where we want to be someday when we stand in front of our maker. But we have to give ourselves permission to fill the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through an experience with a dear friend that we ha- we decided our friendship needed to come to an end. And that is really hard to say. But the reality came as we went through something that was hard. I felt angry and hurt. She felt angry and hurt. And as we tried to talk it through to get to that understanding, I couldn't feel the understanding. She couldn't feel the understanding. And so when we both tried to pretend that the understanding was there, we both knew it wasn't. And so mm-hmm. it was a moment, and, and this was a couple of years ago, but I stand really clear, clean, and pure, even to this friend, with the feelings that I have towards her, to realize that it's okay to walk away mm-hmm. and say, you know, we can't get to reconciliation right now. We can't feel the same, and it's okay. You're going to forgive me. I'm going to forgive you, but we're going to do it in separate places. Someday there That's may okay. be a chance I to get back together, yeah, but it's okay to to do it differently and to sometimes be separated for a time right. and to trust the process, trust how the forgiveness process. It is not, not always healthy to yeah. renew the relationship. Yeah. Sometimes right. you need to release it as, yeah. as Tutu says. Well, and sometimes there's no conversation about it either. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's just a realization yes. within yourself. You know, I had an experience with a friend once where, um, I, and I know that she, she was having some health struggles. I know that she was not well in her life, but she, she called me on the phone and it, it didn't feel like her, but it was her on the phone just called and gave me this big, long list of faults and flaws that I had. And she was, and it, and it was, it was terrible. And I sat there crying and I asked a question just to try to get some clarity. And she was like, you know, I'm trying to be done with this conversation and not trying to continue it. And, and, and so I had to let it go. And I remember, I remember struggling with it for a long time because I didn't, I didn't feel like talking about it again would help. And I didn't feel like, um, I knew that I had to go in and, and think through all of those things, filter the things that were true that I really could learn from because I did want to, I didn't want to be that person, even though I could tell some of those things were extreme from other places, but I had to forgive her without conversation. I had to forgive her without reconciliation. And I had to, I had to let that go because there were too many other, we had lots of mutual friends. I saw her every single week. I saw her all the time. And and she never acted like everything was okay, but I had to act like everything was okay mm-hmm. in order for it to be okay. And yeah. so I think sometimes the forgiveness comes in in choosing that 
you have to let that go. And that that's, that was part of the trial. The part of the struggle for me was just being able to say that had to go. And, you know, months later, uh, months, months, months later, nothing had ever happened. We were sitting in a room together and someone else was talking. Um, but she was sitting next to me and she just put her arm around me and she said, you know, I love you, don't you? Mm. And, and I remember thinking, I remember thinking that was, I'm sorry that, that, but that was the only thing Uh she could say. And, and, that if I, but then I had to choose, was I still going to be mad because she didn't say, I'm sorry. But I had, because I had already let it go, I had to continue to let that go. And, and that was, that was our only reconciliation and at at that, but again, still. And so sometimes it is a matter of, but I'm so mindful now of any times because I, I, every now and again, somebody will say, Hey, Michelle, I can't believe you said that. That really hurt my feelings. And, and I'm like, wait a minute. Because I think a lot of the frustrations that we have come in miscommunication or a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I've noticed myself saying, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. I did did not mean to do that. And so I'm grateful that people tell us, but then also acknowledging those times where you just know that it's just for you to say, nope, it's okay. And just yeah. walk away. You are good yeah. at that, Michelle. No, you are good at that. that. Yeah, you are. Well, I, I think forgiveness too. We assume forgiveness means we have all the answers, right? And it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And oftentimes, like Michelle's saying, we have to forgive without answers. We have to forgive without fully understanding. The we, simple way to look at it is it's moving forward. Right. Forgiveness is yes. the permission to move forward, or and, you can hold it. And it's a practice. Ooh. When we talk of meditation practice or prayer practice. Forgiveness is a practice, mm-hmm. and I, I have to practice yes. it every day oh, because yes, I'm not very good at it. Really, I don't think any of us are good at it. It's something we have to practice to become good at, and we practice on the little things so that we can get better on the big well, things. Well, the benefit is for us, right? Well, that's so we the funny thing. Carry, so we don't hurt. Yeah, so we're we miserable. Like your miserable. story, Jana, with the coworker. You know, you we hold this grudge. We feel hurt. Well, they just go on their merry way and just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they've offended us twice now. Sure. You yeah. have offended yourself and they've offended you, right? right? And exactly. we're the ones who continue to suffer yes. when we don't start working towards letting applying that forgiveness right. and yeah. letting that go. That's I right. believe that you can truly start the process of forgiveness when you realize it is a gift you're giving to yourself. Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and it's also a gift it might take you many years to unwrap it and it's okay there's no timetable on forgiveness and I love that that gift can be given to you but you're going to be the one that goes through that process it's a holy process it's your process and it's never the same for anybody but I don't know if any of you are guilt-ridden that's my problem is I feel so much guilt that I start thinking I'm the bad person because I feel these feelings mm-hmm. where I'm angry with someone I shouldn't feel angry and I had to learn from a really good therapist that, that <laughs> is not the case that I have permission to feel that feeling it's what you do with it you get that but it's that allowing myself to say if I'm going to give myself the gift it might take me some time and it's okay to feel what I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think that guilt is, um, I mean, we, I think that there's such the a thing point. as healthy remorse, yes. Yes. but guilt is not a feeling that is based in lightness and mm-hmm. it's not going to result in positive. anything positive. No. Yeah. So if you're sitting there feeling guilt, I, I know because I did for so many years, Oh, I'm, I feel so guilty that I haven't forgiven. I should be able to forgive. I should be able to, I should be able to, those judgments don't propel us forward. No, toward lift forgiveness. Us upward, right. And no, really no. what has to happen is we have to get height first before we can move forward True. or else we're just banging our heads against right. Mm-hmm. A forward. 
So we can say, I forgive, or we can say, I'm moving forward. But unless we've lifted first, unless we've dropped the baggage so we can actually raise, that forward motion does us no good. Right. So we need that time. We need both of those. We need an upward and a forward. Mm -hmm. We just have a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to talk in this couple of minutes of what do you do and is forgiveness possible when you have no hope of the other person ever admitting wrong or ever accepting their part to hurting you? Well, and I'll say, I think that uh, I've had a couple of experiences. It's funny how they all just come right back to me when you're sitting here in this. But um, some of those experiences, like I can, I could choose to be right or I could choose to feel better. Like if you get stuck in your principle of saying, I'm right, they're wrong. They need to say, you're right, I'm wrong. Then, then that is really heavy baggage. It is so heavy. And so part of that is even if you're right, acknowledging that they don't have to say it in order for you to move on, that they don't have to apologize in order for you to move on. And that sometimes part of forgiveness is allowing yourself the space to say, it doesn't have to get better. It doesn't have to be stronger. I, but I need to let it go for me. And so sometimes the forgiveness even comes in forgiving yourself that you can let it go. Because we feel like we have to hang on to some of those things and hold right. those grudges. Because it defines us. Well, being a victim yeah. defines it, whether it's really hard abuse or whether it's um, a husband's tone of voice that you didn't like that morning. You know, oh, you didn't speak to me in the right tone. And therefore, I am, you know, so yeah. it is. It is scary to put our baggage down because mm-hmm. uh, true healing mm-hmm. cannot occur unless you are heard. And mm-hmm. If we're not feeling heard, at least we're hearing ourselves. So let's not put it down because right. at least I'm being heard by mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget, it's important if you're not being heard that you can be heard by a therapist, that you can be yes. heard by a close oh, friend or a confidant. That because it is important to be heard. And there's some wonderful books. Christy's mentioned this Desmond Tutu book. I've read it also. It is powerful, and it allows you to look at the levels of forgiveness and also see yourself and and know that you you carry some weight yourself to be responsible so well and i love that mention and i think it's important like jenny you're saying to recognize that if there is a need to be heard or if there is a need to work through things go seek out someone who can who can help and who can there's this there's this horrible stigmatism that that's you know a negative thing to do let's 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 tear that wall down. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah. Let's, let's not think that, that anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. And and let's remove all of the guilt. Uh, if you are sincerely trying to forgive, you are on the path. Um, there are many paths to forgiveness, but ultimately, for me, uh, they all lead toward light and toward Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, Desmond Tutu says his path is number one, telling the story, number two, naming the hurt, number three, granting forgiveness, number four, renewing or releasing the relationship. That is one theory. There are many theories. We urge you to go and find the theory that works best for you. But we want you to know that in this process, whether you're the one seeking forgiveness or whether you're the one that needs to forgive, you are not alone. Christ is with you. There are people who love you. In John 14, 18, we are promised, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. There is one who knows all hurt. There is one who knows all pain, all offense, everything you're feeling, and you're not alone. All of the years that I've tried to forgive this one big offense, 16 years, I thought I was a bad and slow forgiver. 
I learned that I'm actually quick to forgive when I go through the process. It's my hope that now that I know the path of forgiveness, that I can not skip steps, that I have to go through it, that that process can go faster. We hope that you've learned something here today. We hope that you know that you're not alone. We hope that you know that forgiveness is possible as is being forgiven. Will you please check out our website, www.fromthelivingroom.com. Share your stories with us on our Facebook page. And in the meantime, be sure to give yourself and your family some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.